listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 300, 300. Okay, the Lord's wow. here with the one, the only, the guy who's been a part of about 290 of the 300 conversations, John Brownstone. <laughs> and we're so glad you have. Pshaw. I had to sort of not trick that sounds manipulative yeah, but, but you ease did, you, you into this. you did have to cajole and uh i had to make it sound like it would be super easy for you and that was my intention <laughs> but then realized wait i need a partner in crime here and it took it took a 10 to it, 15 it, episodes it took some work on your part yeah it, it took did. time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. ease you in mm-hmm. but we because i always talked to you about the topics i was doing prior to this anyway right. we have had 300 kinky conversations yeah so uh, this week's a milestone it is freaking 300 yeah and really more than that because there were a couple of bonus episodes and there were some like moments of like we slipped in to go here we are but it wasn't a real episode right i think there was one that i went i refuse to number this this does not count as an episode uh (laughs) and then on the mini episodes we are coming up in the next couple weeks on 50 of those wow I know. So really, it's over 350 conversations, but these... For official podcast episodes, it's 300. Yes. Since uh, August of 2015, we've been doing this thing. What the ever-loving hell. Uh, So we're going to celebrate the milestone that is 300 episodes and talk about what we've learned in a few ways over Mm -hmm. the past 300 conversations. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at lovingbdsm, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, so at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks, as always, to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We're able to keep doing this weird thing on the internet in large part because of our kinky patrons. And we're so fucking grateful to every one of you. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can join us at patreon.com slash killalords. There is a week left in our membership drive, but don't worry when we get to the official announcements portion of this episode. I will go over that in more detail. Just Consider this our, our regular commercial that I am sure many people fast forward through because I know how it is on a podcast and I do the same damn thing. Fast forward 15 seconds, another 15 seconds. Are they still talking about that 15 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't do that, uh, I really appreciate you. But if you do that, I totally get it. <laughs> okay, so before we get into this week's topic and celebration of 300 damn episodes how the hell do we do that um a big massive i'm gonna be bumping mics today apparently sorry a big massive thanks to uh beducated for sponsoring this episode Mm -hmm. here's what this was not done on purpose but in this episode we're talking about what we've learned and beducated is a place to go learn and i just made that connection like a couple hours ago i was like mm-hmm. oh oh wow okay uh, so beducated if you are unaware is an online learning sort of platform with online courses 
dedicated to sex and relationships and sexual acts and intimacy mm -hmm. and kink and BDSM. And do I think they have enough kink and BDSM stuff there? No, I want to see more. But what they've got is pretty good. And yes. they've got a lot of other stuff. So the reason Beducated might be something you should probably think about right now is we are just a few days away from Valentine's Day mm -hmm. for those of us who are partnered in some way. Um, and gifts, if you do gift giving at Valentine's, don't have to be about material things. Like, look, we love a good new toy or let's go to dinner or whatever. It doesn't have to be that. It can be an experience. It can be the opportunity to learn something new together and Beducated lets you learn sexy things together. That's true. Oh yes, at a yeah. discount if you use our code. So mm -hmm. there's that as well. So as we've done in the past, when we've talked about Beducated, uh, we've, got a, we've got a course to recommend. Uh, and I'm gonna say that had I had this course available to me the first time we did this, you might not have almost drowned. And that would be the face sitting skills class ah. by Luna Matadas. <laughs> uh, first of all, Luna Matadas is amazing. If you have ever heard the term peg the patriarchy, that came from her. Uh, she is an educator. She is very okay. sex positive. The face sitting skills course actually focuses on tips and uh, skills and things to think about for plus size bodies even better. Um, and when I was reviewing the course, I realized, because I don't think of myself as a top almost never with you, even when technically <laughs> I am topping. And when you are the one sitting on a face, you're at the top. And I was like, <gasps> I was feeling quite submissive in that moment. So I just want to point out if you're ever like, uh oh, does face sitting mean I'm topping or I'm doming and I'm a sub? No, no, no. I felt quite out of control in that moment. But I'm pretty sure that if I had taken this course, you would not have nearly drowned when I gushed. Yeah, you know. He totally did. Y'all, It was there was a choking situation going on. So hey, it's been a long time <laughs> since I've, I've been to a kegger and chugged beer. So, you know, it took me a few minutes to Glad kick that. Glad I could uh, give you that experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually several years ago. And uh, if my knees could handle it, I would be happy to return to it. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> if you want to learn a skill like that, or maybe you're like, ooh, maybe we could do some erotic massage or we could, another one they have, I've not checked out the course, but they do have it is on pegging. And you want a sexy experience this Valentine's mm -hmm. Day or any time of year, consider Beducated, consider one of their classes of things y'all can learn together and try together and mm, sexy fun times. Uh, if you use uh, our link in the places, show notes for podcast listeners, description mm -hmm. box for YouTube watchers and uh, for newsletter subscribers, I'll put it right there in the newsletter for you. You're welcome. Uh, if you use our <laughs> link and the code loving, you'll save 65% off. Um, you can actually like sign up and log in and look around for 24 hours and then decide if now it's not for me. Um, but after that, it's, uh, I want to say it's $7.99 a month. That's a 65% mm -hmm. off price. And you don't pay extra for the classes. Like you pay that price and then you get access to all the classes. Right. So take as many as you want. And then if you, you can cancel at any time. But the other nice thing is for however long you have that membership, you continue to get that discount each month. So it's not one of those, oh, you got the good price the first month and then the second month they mm -hmm. jack it up. No, no, no. So yeah, if you're looking for a sexy thing to do together or yeah. learn together, Consider Beducated, use our link, use the code LOVING. Uh, and uh, yeah, face sitting skills. Also, Luna Matadas <laughs> is just fun to listen to. She's got a really engaging okay. like energy and voice. And I was like, yeah. And it's all video, like all her whole class was video. So nice. that was nice too. Okay. So okay. 
uh, that, that that is Beducated. Thank you, Beducated, for mm-hmm. sponsoring us this week. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to do, and I'm not going to wait. I'm going to do it now, 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 now. <laughs> um... It's just a reminder that our Patreon membership drive is nearly over. Yeah. So the day we're recording this is February 9th, Wednesday. But for podcast listeners, the first time you could possibly hear this is February 11th on Friday. Did I get my dates right? I think I did. How does math work? Uh, and the <laughs> membership drive ends on February 15th. Like, it's done on February 15th. So... If you've been thinking, I think I want to be a member of Kayla and JB's Patreon and their kinky community um, and get access to extra perks and a Discord server and all kinds of, you know, content and fun stuff. And yay. And I would like to get free goodies and or a bigger discount on an annual membership than I normally could. Your time is February 15th. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? So if you've been procrastinating, you got a few days to go. Uh, Patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's the link. The link is in the places and also for newsletter subscribers, it's directly in the newsletter. Uh, (laughs) After February 15th, we would love to have you. Like if you're having to wait on like uh, a budget thing, we totally get it. It's just the February 15th deadline is so that you can get the special perks that we're mailing out in March and the extra discount on an annual membership. Uh, Right now through February 15th, if you sign up as an annual member, which means you pay one time and have access for a year, It's Mm -hmm. two months free. Outside of the membership drive, it's one month free. If you sign up as a month-to-month member, that gives you flexibility so you can make your tier go up or down or cancel if something comes up with your budget. Um, But there's no discount for that. Sorry, Patreon doesn't give us that ability. Or I would. I love a discount. Mm -hmm. I don't like to pay full price for nothing. I mean, I will, but I don't like it. So (laughs) I want other people to not have to pay full price for things as well. Uh, The link to know what the heck you even get if you become one of our members what you get if you join during the membership drive all that good stuff is in the places as well we have been babbling about it for weeks okay i have been babbling about it for weeks but in case you forgot the information is there um and i would like to point out silent wing to the live chat was like i am not convinced she's drinking decaf Podcast I'm, listeners. I'm with Thailand. <laughs> Podcast listeners, I did tell them that our coffee today was decaf, but the pace at which I am speaking, not indicative of, uh, is that even how you say that word? I don't know, of uh, decaf. That's because I already chugged a fully caffeinated coffee before I got the decaf. <laughs> also, I'm excited about this week, but also patreon.com slash Lords. Okay, let's segue <laughs> into, <laughs> into this week. Okay. So I've said this in both intros, podcast listeners, if you didn't skip that intro, you've heard this. Uh, There was a joke about skipping the intro for the podcast because, of course, it happens and I don't care because I do it too. (laughs) But I already said this to YouTube folks, but I'm going to repeat myself because that's one thing I have definitely learned about myself in uh, almost eight years of podcasting. I'm a story repeater. Uh, But repetition is how people learn. So there's that. Reinforcement. Uh, Reinforcement, yeah. Um, Yeah, the 300 episodes thing seems complicated if you're not an OG podcast listener, partly because if you've just found our podcast and you're listening to it on a podcast app, it only goes back 200 recordings. That's because we have tried to limit the size of our feed, the feed where the audio comes through, so that it is as fast as possible. But because we also have so many recordings, even if we maxed out what we could do on the feed, you would never see all of our recordings because 
I think you can max out at 300. And we have 300 of these long form conversations, nearly 50 of the mini-sodes, and then a handful of like rando things that weren't regular episodes and so weren't numbered as such or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so the full catalog will never be on a podcast app. To get the full back catalog, you have to uh, go to our website, lovingbdsm.net, which you can then download the audio to your phone and that, or mm-hmm. however you listen, that's fine. On YouTube, I started putting the archived up to episode 135. It was gonna be episode one to 135. I started putting those up yes. in a playlist on our YouTube channel and then got bored <laughs> and then got tired. <laughs> That was a daunting task, wasn't it? And also, it didn't seem like anybody gave a crap what we said back in 2015. Um, And so I stopped. Now, if there's interest in that from YouTube folks Mm -hmm. who don't use podcast apps and you're only viewing us or listening to us or whatevering us on YouTube, let me know. I can start it up again. But I only want to do it if anybody gives a shit. If you don't give a shit, I don't want to do it because then I don't give a shit. Yeah, and and what I learned from that was we have some um, missing episodes in the archives that got lost yeah. during backup. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I think I still have some of those audio mm-hmm. files, but it's complicated. I mean, when you've been doing this this long, the fact that we have the vast majority of our recordings is the miracle. Well, there there was the fact that since when since we started, we've gone through three computers. Because we started with your laptop, <laughs> an old, old laptop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, we we've we've gone through um, several generations of computers with that, and um, you know now at this point, what I everything I have archived, I have archived in one place. Mm-hmm. But there, you know, through that shuffle from several different machines over the years, yeah, we we've lost a few of the uh, original. Uh, files. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so the we know we're on episode three hundred because of how we number things. But we also know that number is confusing. If you have not listened to the full full archive, we get it. Also, we say what we have learned in three hundred kinky conversations. But the first 10, 15, maybe even as high as 20, you were not in every episode. No. The original intention for this was you weren't. You could be a background person. Right. I, I do the um, editing and that, yeah. Y'all see how that worked out, right? <laughs> and I'm going to say this. You being here with me, even though we definitely had some issues we had to work through on sound quality and recording and figuring mm-hmm. ourselves out and me learning how to interrupt a little less <laughs> and let you actually finish a thought. Um, we've had all of that, but the moment it became you and I, the thing I learned immediately, mm-hmm. it was an infinitely better podcast, it was infinitely huh. better conversations, infinitely better information. And that is with everything we've Which had to learn. Which is odd because I'm the quiet one. Yeah, but. You're less quiet than you used to be. And also you energize me. And also we feed off of one another. And also when I'm with you, I have more confidence. Because you allow me to be who I am and you embrace who I am. Like that doesn't mean you don't push back if I fuck up or you don't like something. But in general, I have, because of the relationship we've built, I can be my full self with you mm-hmm. in a way that I find very difficult when I'm doing solo content creation, whether I'm writing or speaking, doesn't matter. And 
I, for anybody who's like, no, 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 I like it that Kayla talks too damn much and rants and gets her blood pressure up and overruns her own words because her thoughts are moving faster than her mouth can. If you like that about me, you have to thank JB being here for that because with <laughs> when you're not with me in any situation, I'm a lot more reserved. Hmm. Okay. I'm a lot more okay. reserved. I'm when that's a that's a relative thing. Like when I'm comfortable, I'm less reserved because I'll be you know kind of goofy, kind of silly. I'll you know just had an appointment with my OBGYN, whom I adore, and we were absolutely cracking jokes. You were not there for that, and I was comfortable. But I don't let my full freak mm-hmm. flag fly unless you're there, because yeah. I know I'm safe, because I know that even if everybody listening and everybody watching went, mm, don't like it, if you liked it, that's all I need. Because you still like me when we're done. Even when I fuck up, you still, you're like, yeah, you're, you're my person. And so I I'm made safe. choice. I'm stuck with you now. You are so stuck. <laughs> I made sure of that. Not only do we live together, not only are we legally bound contractually through marriage and taxes and insurance, we have a business together. And so we're both broke if the other one's not participating. <laughs> I did that on purpose. We're going out of this life like Thelma and fucking Louise. Even the kids know. They're like, oh, we'll have to prop Mr. John up by like uh, against the wall in a corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah, they've said that a few <laughs> times now. I'm not sure if I'm um, happy about that or, or horrified. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole point of this episode is to talk about what we've learned. And I actually am going to try and have us break it down by sections. Okay. But I know us, our conversations tend to be pretty flowing. And mm-hmm. for me, at least one thought leads to another leads to another. And so the, the delineation might not be as clear as I'd like, but if it is clear for you two folks, yeah. I will put timestamps in for you later. <laughs> and, and before we go any further. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. To 300 episodes. Plus. And 300, 300 more? more to come. So let me say that <laughs> as well. I... If you, if you know, you know, I love a good round number and I love a good milestone. We, mm. we celebrate them around here. Um, but typically when I'm doing a long-term project, mm. when I hit a big number and 300 was the last one that was kind of the one. On the horizon. Yeah. I can tell when I'm done with something. I used to run a thing, um, we called them blogging memes, um, called Masturbation Monday. And it was a weekly thing where I popped up a picture, mm-hmm. uh, my, somebody else's with permission, something I found on the internet, whatever, whatever. Um, and other bloggers would write something sexy that might be about that picture. I did that for 300 weeks. And well before the 300 weeks, I was kind of done with it. But 300 weeks was when I went, that's a big number. I'm going to stop here. I was running another uh, site community thing called the Smut Lancer. And I think on the podcast episodes, we got to a lower number, but I think we got to kind of a round number. And I went, I'm done here. I'm good. This, <laughs> we're at 300. And while my mind cannot fathom us getting to 600 because I can't envision it, yeah. I'm, I feel like we're just getting started. Like we're starting to get better at some mm-hmm, things that we used to mm-hmm. suck at. And if you know, you know, uh, and also the ideas are, you know, I worry sometimes, uh oh, will the, the ideas just dry up one day and no, they're flowing right now. I have an entire page of notes or I've jotted down things you've said, or I've said, or we've right. said, then I'm like, that could be an episode. One of these mm-hmm. long episodes. Yeah. You've got stuff scribbled down here on my, I know my I had to notes. transfer those notes to okay, you my master get them? notes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cause I'm just about full on this. I know yeah. you can throw those away. Don't worry. Okay. See, that's how the, the mm-hmm. sausage gets made. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's lots of things I've learned. 
So we're going to try and break this down like into categories. We're going to try. Break it down. Oh, our fear. Are you going to start whatever? I don't We can't call it rapping. It wouldn't be singing because I see how you sing. I don't know what that was, but please don't. Whatever that was. Others would love you to, but I'm begging you. Not to. Okay. So let me go back to find my stuff. Okay. So let's start with. All right. When we have exclusively talked about power exchange, BDSM, we'll throw in kinky fuckery kind of topics because we know people want that stuff. So we try to encompass all that we can credibly about BDSM. Yeah. So let's start with what we've learned about BDSM since starting this podcast in 300 episodes. Ooh, <laughs> man. Um, well... Is this going to be like that book report where you didn't read the book, but you're going to like, I have learned that BDSM is bondage, discipline, (laughs) combination, submission, sadism, and masochism. And that is what BDSM is. (laughs) Now, you know what, folks, I'm going to say this, and and this is as much my fault as anything else in, in 300 some episodes. All right. You create the show notes in, in your Google Docs. Mm hmm. Okay, you need to share those freaking notes with me so I have access to them instead of keeping them in your own little world. It's under the loving BDSM login under Google that we both have access to. You need to share them with me like I'm going to add another freaking browser or tab. (laughs) You don't need Um, any more tabs. I don't need any more tabs. So what have you learned about? (laughs) Do you want me to start while you collect your thoughts? No. Okay. you know, I I have learned a lot over over time. Just even from when I first entered the community, um, I guess in a way, it's easy to become myopic. Myopic, yeah. Myopic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because you you know as much as I've always been a part of of the community that I was in, especially back in the Tampa Bay area, um, you know, you, you live in, in your world, you, you live in, in your bubble and what this doing the the podcast and even the evolution of the podcast, you know, and everything, um, it, it has opened my eyes to a much broader it's world. been a consistent reminder that while we know intellectually everybody does this their own way, mm-hmm. and there are so many ways to express your dominance or your submission or your power exchange or, you know, how to experience kinks. We, because we talk about it so publicly, we invite people to talk about it with us. Mm-hmm. And there is a constant reminder that everybody does this so uniquely oh, yeah. and differently, which is a wonderful reminder, I think. Mm-hmm. More people need Absolutely. that reminder because Absolutely. it is very easy to get into your one lane and I do it this way and this is what I know and this is what I'm comfortable with. And alternately, I only know this way, but is this the right way? How do I know? Am I doing it wrong? I'm not doing it like somebody else. And I I kind of think I know you're, I know how I feel about what you've said. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming I know where you're going with it is uh, you can't, we never get to forget no. that other people do it differently. And then that is a good thing. Absolutely. And what I find, what I have found is that while the actions we take or some of the viewpoints we have, we as the wider community, I mean, are so different, 
we also are still so much more alike than we realize. True. Because while the situation you may be in is different from the next person, that feeling of uncertainty or shame or fear or excitement or frenzy mm-hmm. is there are a lot of similarities across people. It would I think if more kinksters understood one, how unique we can be in our kinky selves, but two, how much we actually share, I feel like there could be a lot more empathy because I might not know your terrifying, crazy situation with that predator who pretended to be a dom and used the right language. I might not know that, Mm -hmm. but I know that feeling of fear. I know that feeling of heartbreak. I know that feeling of shame. And I think many of us do, even if we don't equate it with the exact situation. True, true. Just as we don't do rope bondage like other rope tops and bottoms do, but I bet when we start talking about it with each other, we recognize the feelings we have about it. Sure. And there's our shared connection with it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so some other things I've learned about BDSM. I have learned over time and BDSM encompasses all of it. So power exchange mm-hmm. and specific kink acts and all of that. I have learned that there are a lot of things that I would have once gone, nah, I'm totally not into that, that now I'm not like, yeah, I'm totally into it. I'm like, but wait, tell me more. And yeah. part of that is because in having all of these conversations about kink and sort of forming a type of community with the people who listen and the people who watch, even this is outside of Patreon. This is just people come to our content and then interact with us in some way. Um, I uh, am getting the reminder that because we all do it differently, the way I once viewed a kink or an activity mm-hmm. or a thing and went, no, it's not really for me. When I get to hear somebody else's personal experience with it, I'm like, wait, you can play with it like that? You can mm-hmm. do that? And you, mm-hmm. you know, it's weird because you know intellectually, of course there are other ways than the way that I'm thinking of that this can be done. But when you hear somebody else's experience, you're like, wait, that is intriguing to me. That is something I would try. And I never thought I could try that. And so I feel like mm-hmm. to a certain extent, even though our activity level has not gone up in many years at this point, cause we're tired and we're getting older and we are not focusing on those things. Like I think we should. Anyway, <laughs> my imagination about what we could do yeah. has been broadened. Also, though, I'm a lot clearer on the things I'm not into because sometimes you just have a visceral reaction when you hear about something. And I definitely still have those. Another thing, though, is I feel like I know how to better communicate. That is totally not for me without shaming somebody else. True. I think for a lot of people, a visceral reaction to a kink that is outside of our limits, common, though, not necessarily quote correct is ew gross Ugh, get that away from me mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. might be what you're thinking and feeling and that's the body reaction you're having but also if if a person who has that kink hears that what they might internalize is ooh, you're gross because you like that ew you like that that yucky thing mm-hmm. that i don't like and that's where we fall into kink shaming whereas now i might have the visceral reaction and not quite stop myself in time you can read it on my face you know, it, but i know enough to go not for me and it, then leave it's it at funny that. and i wish i remember where i came across came across this um fairly recently i came across uh, a discussion where someone said that they started using the term 
squick. Yeah. To talk about something that they don't, mm-hmm. as far as a kink that they don't like, mm-hmm. um, they felt that left it, you know, that it it showed. Yes, I don't like it, mm-hmm. but there's no judgment in my dislike. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, I think that that is a way that will likely work in most situations, but I'm gonna be nitpicky here and go, it depends on your tone. True. It depends on what other things you say about anything prior to that moment, because then it's about the interpretation of the person hearing you. And also the perception of the person hearing you. If they have heard the term, let's say squick, but they heard it in a shamey way, it's not mm. gonna matter how you say it. Yeah. They've already made that, that connection. That connection. So I don't okay. think there's a perfect way. I think what, I've just become more aware of is how I talk about kinks that I either don't love or really can't say anything about being mindful that I don't know who's around me and how Mm -hmm. they might feel about that thing. Yeah. So I try to try (laughs) not perfect, but I try to be as non-judgmental in my discussions of kinks that I don't personally like or have had bad experiences with. My thing about, this is also, it goes into what we'll talk about later about talking about these things and and sharing and creating the content around it or whatever, Mm -hmm. is um, finding, I almost, I think I lost my train of thought there. Sorry, y'all. The learning how to be willing to not talk about something I don't understand, bless you. Um, Thank you. And also um, being mindful that I don't know what I don't know. I don't think that was my original thought, but that's sort of what came out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, there's, there's that. When it comes to actual, our life as kinky couple and the kinky things we do and Power Exchange One, I've also learned that we never I think it might be one of the downfalls of making this our livelihood and our professional focus is we never have enough time for the personal side of it. Yeah. Um, and then of course life happens and you won't sure, have sure, time, sure. but we are really bad at making time for the personal side of our kink life because we focus so much on the professional side of our kink life. Um, yeah. But I'm also just reminded of how much there is to do and try and places to go. And Mm -hmm. the more I connect with community, the more I realize how much of it is out there and how much there is to do and see. And and so much that no single person or couple could ever do at all. Um, I also, in terms of community, am learning, we just had a conversation kind of about this the other day, of how I wanna engage with community and where I wanna have community Mm -hmm. and where I will absolutely protect my boundaries and Mm -hmm. what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. And to say that you're part of a community does not mean you have to go do every single thing a community offers and makes available, that you can find community within, I wanna be careful of saying within your comfort level because I think sometimes we grow by pushing against that comfort level. Yeah, um, but like I know that I'm, I'm an introvert to the nth degree and I, 
am exhausted by in-person interactions, certain in-person interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean I'll never do anything in person, but it means that I'm going to be, I'm very careful about which ones I do, but put a camera in front of me or a mic in front of me and give me the chance to like do that one way kind of thing. And I can do it for hours. I'll be exhausted after that too, but I'm happy to do community that way. Mm-hmm. But also I've learned I'm not interested in engaging in the Twitter BDSM community because it doesn't feel like a community to me and it's actually more stressful. That doesn't mean that it's right. wrong for other people to do it, mm-hmm. but just like I've had to learn my limits within a kink activity and learn my limits within being submissive, I'm learning my limits about community and what community mm-hmm. means to me. And that is something mm-hmm. I've learned by doing this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anything else you would like to add about BDSM in general? I think some of that will flow from the other parts yeah. because we've learned so many other things that oh, yeah. don't apply directly to our kink. Mm-hmm. Um, so what have you learned from talking about kink publicly where other people can hear you and certainly <laughs> critique you? Let me tell you one thing I've learned. Always give JB his own mic and put it right up close to his mouth. <laughs> Otherwise, you will not hear him. You will not hear him. I don't need a mic. You'll hear me from back of the room. I'm, Unless you're hard of hearing or that, deaf, I get that, but that's, still. That, that's very true. That's you very need true. a microphone. We learned I do. that the hard way. I do. So in talking about kink, in sharing mm-hmm. your opinions, your thoughts, your experiences with other people who can hear and see you, yeah. what have you learned? Um, that has been a weird journey for me. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, when, when all this started... You know, it it was I had no problem when, and, and I'm going back prior to meeting you. Okay. Uh, when I came into the community and started attending my first munches and and going to to the dungeon and parties and and this and that, um, I enjoyed the conversation mm-hmm. between folks. Now early on. Did I listen more than contribute? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, 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 was, I was learning. When you approached me with the idea of the podcast <laughs> and the role that I would be playing in it at that time. Which, as a reminder, all he had to do was edit my audio. Yeah, that was that was the deal. And maybe every once in a while, if he felt comfortable, would he come in and do a thing with me? But they'd mm-hmm. be short. They wouldn't be long. Right. <laughs> I think I sold it to you as I envision this as 10 minutes or less. And, we can't do anything 10 minutes or less. And and I, you know, am very big belief in, in supporting her with what she wanted to do. And oh uh, yeah, okay, I I can do that. You know, when I get home in the evening after dinner and relax, I'll I'll you know sit down and go through the the uh, the podcast for her and edit it and do this and that. And uh, here I am. <laughs> here you are. Here I am. Here you are. And I know this this may sound weird. Um, you know, I, I am a quiet person by nature. I, I speak when I have something to say and kind of leave it at that and don't. Um, You're not much for idle chit chat. I mean, no. neither am I, but. No. 
I mean, I, I am. You don't do I, small talk. I, I am to a certain extent, but, mm-hmm. you know. And having gotten into this, I find that I enjoy talking about it more. Mm-hmm. I enjoy learning new things. And and even when I'm at, at the munches, I find it's easier to engage people. And I mean, not that I, I go up to people and start, you know, you need to learn this. Right. <laughs> you, you know, but just, you people know. People tend to get pointed to you of, oh, you have questions about this thing. This is John Brownstone yeah. or Southern Sir, however mm-hmm. they talk about you, the munch. I wouldn't know. I don't go. <laughs> and you'll come home and tell me about how you sat down with somebody new and, you know, answered their questions or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, it's usually because somebody sends them to you. You're not out right. there like, hey, I got a mm-hmm. podcast. We want to talk about kink? Like, no, no, no. And, and, and I will tell you one thing that has not changed mm. over 300 episodes. <laughs> okay, I'm afraid. Other than editing the podcasts. I cannot listen to our podcast still. And I obsessively listen. You obsessively listen. I don't listen, listen to and the I, podcast and I audio. Cannot I, listen. Watch, I watch the YouTube video. And it's because I do not like hearing the sound of my own voice. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got over that through basically immersion therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, after all no. this time, I, I still cannot do that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's okay. I think that's I mean, fine. Even, even when I recorded the uh, Masturbation Monday yes for you yes that podcast I, is about to go away but yeah I, I i would gladly record all, record mm-hmm, but don't make you listen to it don't make me listen to it <laughs> so yeah. really if i could make your life easier we would pay somebody to edit the podcast audio for us as well then you would never have to listen to it even for the 30 seconds you know it's when i do it I, I do it and I know I just have to listen to little bits and pieces True. that I'm picking through Which, and then I'm done and I can walk away from it. For anybody who's used to higher quality production <laughs> podcasts, there's a reason that every um, every uh, every dog bark stays in. I don't have freaking time and you can't stand listening. So we just we just go with it. Um. Well, you know what? It, it would take it would take time. And, you know, in the beginning, when I first started editing, I did, man. I went went through, especially when it was just you. I went through and and shortened every silence, and you know, you did, <laughs> you I, did. You I spent did. a lot of time editing I, mine. Those, those little short podcasts that you did, I spent just as much time editing, mm-hmm. going through and 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 picking every little piece out of it. And when it became you and I, and you know, life happens, things happen. You're going to hear a dog. You're going to hear a cat. Sure. You're going to hear this. You know. And we started getting feedback from people that they kind of liked those things because they felt like it was sitting down having a conversation my over a cup of coffee. My favorite feedback somebody gave us was like, this feels like sitting down at my kitchen table, having a cup of coffee with you, just talking about kink. Yeah. And I went... That's the vibe. That's right. the vibe I want. And I don't remember who that was anymore. If you are still listening, I remember your comment. Yeah. I just can't remember who. And two, and, and that kind of stuff. I feel like that was when I became more comfortable with how we talk about mm-hmm. 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 and how we do this. And 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 I I I kind of felt you know 
you know, I, I, I like listening to well-polished podcasts, mm-hmm. depending on the topic. Sure. But you know what? That's that's not us. That's not who we are. Let's just, you know, I would go, go with, with a more a slightly more polished podcast if like we could pay somebody to do that for us. But yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. No, I can no. barely polish up our short form videos. So <laughs> um, I'll say this. I've been thinking about this one because this particular question. What have I learned about this after all these conversations about kink? Mm-hmm. One the thing that I've often sort of thought about, because I don't remember where I heard it, but I know I heard it in some vanilla somewhere place at some point, which is if you really want to deeply understand a topic, go teach it to somebody else. Because part of what you're doing is you're reinforcing what mm-hmm. you know. And also when you're teaching somebody else, they're going to ask questions that either make you kind of rethink something or make you look at things a little bit differently. So. I am not and will not call myself an expert on BDSM or kink or power exchange. I am barely an expert on myself and that's because I continue to learn stuff, new stuff about myself all the time. And I'm trying to constantly work on myself all the fucking time. Um, I shy away from the term kink educator or BDSM educator because I don't have any formal training in education. I wouldn't know how to actually purposely educate anybody in that way. but I had somebody who I highly esteem and who has absolutely been a sex educator go, no, 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 you're an educator. I'm like, okay, other people want to call me that, they are allowed to. If you have to give me a title, <laughs> sure, sure. But I am not walking around calling myself that. But what I have learned, partly I have you know, reinforced things that I believe about kink and power exchange. And the things you hear me say over and over again are a lot of those things that have been reinforced. Um, but also... I've learned to make connections between things that don't seem like they have anything to do with kink and how I can absolutely go, no, I think that has a lot to do with kink. Like when we talk about things like the concept of vulnerability or the, you know, when we did codependency and part of it is I'm, I'm inspired by other educators and content creators who might say something or talk about something. I'm like, ooh, I'd like to explore that topic too. But I also kind of walk around life going, how is that related to my identity as a submissive? How does that relate to submission for me? How does that relate to power and the exchange of power? And I almost annoyingly see power dynamics in everything, partly because power dynamics are in everything, mm-hmm. but it's not a one-to-one comparison. Like there's a power dynamic between a boss and a an employee. However, it's not negotiated in the same way. So it's not like you can go, oh yeah, you're totally like the dom and I'm totally like the sub. Like, no, 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 no. Not at all. Um, but also I can, you know, I can look at non-kink relationships and go, oh yeah, there's a power differential there. You have not talked about it. And that's why mm-hmm. both of y'all are fucking miserable. But it is absolutely <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't walk around diagnosing shit like that. No, 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 no. I'm not that confident. I don't have that much hubris. I'm not mm-hmm. that kind of girl. But I can see it. Uh, I get a little kick in my mind where I am. It's just me and all my voices and all my filing cabinets that I call memories and knowledge, uh, we giggle in there, uh, but I don't say it out loud. Um, another thing I've learned, and um, I'm still learning, like y'all actually actively watch me learn this almost every week, is how to 
talk about kink and BDSM in as inclusive a manner as possible. And I both roll my eyes Mm -hmm. and empathize with people who go, but it's difficult. This is how I've always talked. So when I first started talking about kink and I did it on my personal blog, KaylaLords.com, still some of the top hits to that site, even though I barely write there anymore, are things I was saying in 2013 and 14 about kink. Uh, every time I talked about a dom, I said he, every time I talked about a sub, I said she. And the cop-out I gave and I consider it a cop-out was, well, I'm submissive and am a she, and my dom is a he, and so mm-hmm. that just feels more natural. And look, you can do what you wanna do, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I think that's bullshit for me. Uh, and I, I'm not impressed by old me who did it. It was the easy way out to go, this is what I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Never mind, I was leaving out how much of the population of the kink world? You know, not just yeah. the fact that not all doms are you know, a he, but even people who would never, could never be a he, could never be a she, like, like the entire gender spectrum got left out. I am much more comfortable with singular they than I ever was before, which is not mm-hmm. a difficult thing, thanks. Um, And then, you know, when I, the very first episode we did, I did, I called kink a buffet, right? I think one of the first blog posts I wrote about it, it was a buffet. And it was this idea that it can, anything, anything and anybody. And that I wanted this space to be for anybody. So you didn't have to Mm -hmm. be a daddy dom who is a cis man. You didn't have to be a baby girl submissive masochist who is a cis woman. If you could see yourself as sub or dom in whatever way that meant to you, I wanted this to be a space for you. I have spent 300 plus episodes learning how to hopefully talk about it in ways that people who do not look like us, do not sound like us, do not have the same you know, gender as us who are not the same as us racially, that just none of that, that they can still see themselves. And mm-hmm. I still stumble over my words. I still don't know how to say things in a way that feel quote, correct. And so <laughs> sometimes I'm like fumbling for the words. Cause I'm like, I think this is the wrong word, <laughs> but I don't know another <laughs> word yet. And I decided to start this sentence without Googling it first. Um, and I, you know, I'm not saying that we get that right all the time. I'm not saying that there aren't people who have listened to us, taken one look at us and went, these are not my people and noped out. And please do like, go find the community that fits mm-hmm. you. But I also have a lot less patience with people who go, well, that's just so difficult. Why, why can't you use, and this is the one that makes me grind my teeth. Why can't you just use normal words? Why are you being politically correct? <sighs> Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Singular yeah. they is actually really easy because how clunky is he or she, which does not then encompass anybody who is neither a he nor a she. They is much faster. Um, and just to say anybody. And I actually just like to go dom and sub because then I'm not supposing who you are. I'm supposing your role. Now, some people get offended over that because people can get offended over whatever they like, apparently. And they're like, oh, well, you're talking about doms. You're not talking about masters. <clears throat> I, <sighs> what? <laughs> uh, okay, if that's how somebody feels, I'm fine with that. I don't engage with it, but it's like, whatever, feel what you feel. But that is the thing that I continue to practice when talking about kink is trying to make sure 
any kinky person who is not a predator, an asshole, or super fucking judgy can see themselves mm -hmm. and can go, okay, I don't have that kink experience. I do not identify in that role. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I have felt shame. I have felt joy. I have been anxious. I have a chronic condition. Like whatever it is we might be talking about in the moment that regardless of the detailed identifiers that make you who you are, you can see yourself in it from a role perspective. Where we fall down on that is one, using the right language in all the times. Two, remembering our privilege. I try to interject if I hear us like not realizing that, wait, the situation is definitely from a point of privilege. I don't get that right all the time. Three, we can only really speak from our perspectives, which have a lot of privilege mm -hmm. with them. So it's imperfect and we will never get it 100% right. And as scary sometimes as the effort feels because I want to actively avoid conflict and confrontation and making people angry um, because I've misspoken, it's not as hard as people seem to think it is. It just takes practice. It's like everything else we do in kink mm -hmm. to get decent at it, to get proficient at it, you have to practice it. Um, and we will never be done practicing it. No, and, and, and you know, that's something that um, I had been thinking about over the last several days when, you know, you told me what we were gonna be talking about. When, when I first came into the community, um, I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. And I did. And you know what? And and this is not something I'm I'm well never mind. <laughs> but um but anyway, one thing doing this podcast has helped me with is to continue that learning, that that growth mm -hmm. in in this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And and I am so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And I know when we first started this, there was just a small handful of other people out there podcasting mm -hmm. about this. And it's wonderful to see so many others coming out there, finding their voice and mm -hmm. adding to all this. Oh yeah, I am not in competition with not one mm -mm. single kink podcast. Mm -mm. Not at all. I, I think it's 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 wonderful. And just the growth in the community, mm -hmm. the the overall community, sure. you know, everywhere, the the growth that has happened there mm -hmm. over the years. And it's in some part, I don't know, large part, small part, I don't know, a part, because our ability to connect as people mm -hmm. has grown. There's so many different platforms to get on. They are all imperfect. There are yeah. problems with all of them. Some problems are bigger yeah. and some are smaller, but they are all problematic. But there are ways for us to connect in, in a right. way that we couldn't before and ways to share viewpoints mm -hmm. and language. And so we're watching in real time as BDSM language cha changes. It's why the uh, the a couple weeks ago we did the hard dom versus soft dom episode and we're gonna do right. more. And as people say terms to me that I don't immediately recognize or they ask about other terms, I'm writing those down and we will eventually get to them because 
just because there was a thing I knew in 2012 or 2013, literally 10 years later, Mm -hmm. there are changes and they're happening because language changes and viewpoints change and the ways we connect and getting to not only share our perspectives, but see the places that we have more in common than we we maybe realized at one point, it kind of starts to coalesce into labels and titles. And absolutely labels and titles are imperfect um, and they can, it's okay if you reject them, but also we need a common language. How do we talk about this if we're not starting from a base level understanding of what words kind of mean? Um, and that has been fascinating. And I know that some people resist that. We get into conversations mm-hmm. with older, elder kinksters all the time. And when I say older, I don't mean age, I mean length of time knowing they're kinky. And some are very cranky about the changes. Yes. And okay, go be cranky. I'm so sorry for you. I've, I don't want to get stuck in one way of looking at the kink world and experience, but if you like your place in it and don't want to grow, have a good time. You're not going to make me feel bad because yeah. I'm using new words. Right. That, that is where I'm like, eh, fuck you. Go be cranky on your and, own damn and the, self. Th- and the thing is, you know, most people stepped into the lifestyle because they wanted something more, something different. Sure. Okay. And to think that over the course of time, that is going to stay the same. There's a and, comfort and not level change. in lack of change. I, I, yes, I, I grant you there that. There then becomes a lack of growth and a lack yeah. of new experiences and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. opening your mind and your eyes to you yeah. know the world around you but there is i get i don't i get it as a person who hates having her routine changed in any way yeah. unless yeah. i choose to change it myself that's different the comfort is in i understand this this is what i'm familiar with why does it have to change mm-hmm. well i guess on an individual level it doesn't have to but it's gonna change around you so you're either gonna right. get left behind and you're gonna be cranky about it and go be cranky by your damn self. <laughs> or you're gonna go, I don't quite get this. I don't I don't care about it for me, but tell me more about it. Mm-hmm. The way I look at it is what harm does it do you, the cranky person out there who doesn't like change, if somebody uses a label you wouldn't use or that you don't quite understand? Like, how does it actually affect you? Because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I don't have to understand somebody's kink identity to go. Okay, am I in my little, I talk about this for a living way, in my mind gonna go, okay, where are my personal internal checks for consent, communication? Does this seem Mm -hmm. safe from my outsider's perspective? Beyond that, do you? I don't, it doesn't impact anything I do. It's not a threat to what I do. It doesn't change what I do. And it might change what I do if I go, wait, something about that speaks to me. And I want to go investigate on my own. Mm-hmm. Like I will never, I will never understand that. I know. I, regardless, I don't like change either. You know, mm-hmm. it. I, I do like routines myself. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There. <laughs> yes, you're crankier um, than I am when a routine changes. You know, but all I can say to that is, you know, change isn't permanent, but change is. Yes, that's your favorite quote. Where yes, is that it is. from? Uh, Rushong. <laughs> Fucking a, of course it's go, a rush. Of course song. it is, right? Of course it's a rush. Right. Song. So you know, yeah, it, it, it's it's hard. It 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 is hard, but just seeing the the change 
and 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 the growth and the evolution in in the community in 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 from point a to point b you know it's like wow what is what is the future going to bring i know it's a it can be a little overwhelming as somebody who is easily overwhelmed but it's yeah. also kind of exciting like yeah. what what is my and i think of it in terms of how are we going to talk about kink in however many years but also how are we going to experience kink like are we gonna what new things are gonna be out? Mm-hmm. What what new pervertibles? What new yeah. toys? What new experiences? What will society be more accepting of so yeah. that they can come a little bit out of the shadows? What will society be less accepting of? Who the hell knows? Um and some of it I don't wanna get into personally, meaning there's certain discourses I'm not interested in getting into as the change occurs. I'm willing to sit back on the sidelines, watch the change happen, get stressed out because everybody's loud when things are changing and come back once it's a little bit more established. Yeah. <laughs> and I can kind of understand once, what's happened. Once the dust has settled yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's why something Rara said in the live chat, which is something I agree with completely, but does is either depending on perspective, either a failing of ours or a narrowing down of what we talk about when it comes to mm-hmm. King. Rara said, you know, as a reminder that it's not just dom sub, there are tops and bottoms and it's not just the role. And what I've learned in all this talking about kink is I want to talk about the power exchange. I mm-hmm. want to talk about dynamics between doms and subs. I don't care what kind of dom you are. I don't care what kind of, care what kind of sub you are. I have to remind myself that certain conversations Potentially all of them, but I don't have enough experience to know that on an intellectual level um, or to feel it in my gut from my own experience. There are plenty of times when the topic needs to be top bottom. It's not about dom sub because when you're doing a kink activity, that's a top bottom. You might, your power exchange might overlay that and overlap, but not always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about, I'm not trying to get you to rant, but we talk about sadism and masochism and a dom is like, but I'm a masochist, is that allowed, right? Like that's a top bottom situation. But where I find the most joy and the most meaning in talking about what we talk about as loving BDSM, it is in the power exchange. I actually stopped saying DS relationship because that felt a little limiting. And I just say power exchange. Mm-hmm. Can a Does a power exchange on some level occur between top and bottom? Absolutely, I don't negate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am typically thinking of doms and subs in their roles within the power exchange. If you notice, the majority of our conversations are very granular about how people interact with one another. And I love pointing back to power exchange. I love pointing back to the relationship style less than how we're interacting within the kink activity. Now, I'm aware when you are spanking me and hitting me with objects consensually, you are topping and I'm bottoming, but also you were simultaneously doming and I'm subbing. Mm-hmm. And there's a very interesting conversation to be had. And I think we did an episode way back when where we kind of tried to talk about that and the layers of that. Um, that's another thing I've learned about all this kink conversation is most of the time I don't wanna go back to a topic but there are times I think, cause I'm like, okay, we did that, I'm done now. What more can I add to it? But I am learning that I'm always learning something new about a thing we've already talked about, mm-hmm. not enough to justify an entire episode, but enough to go, oh, there's a more nuanced way to think of that. 
oh, here's a perspective I didn't have then or an example I hadn't seen yet and couldn't incorporate it into my thought process, which means I almost always feel... worry a little bit, I feel bad, I'm sorry, when somebody listens to the oldest episodes of our archive, because there's been so much growth in how we talk Mm -hmm. about these things. Like I still remember, and I don't remember what episodes we were on, when I was still correcting you, we would talk about Doms and you would say he, and I'd be like, "Mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Because we were on that journey, Mm -hmm. but we are still on that journey. You know, like the stuff we say today, at episode 600, we might be like, actually, it's more nuanced even than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, <laughs> if you are the type of person who's hearing about all this nuance and you're actually overwhelmed by it, you're not actually alone. I get a little overwhelmed by it, but I also almost get comforted by it because I feel the more depth of understanding I have about myself as a kinkster and how I can describe my experience in a way that maybe other people can see themselves, Mm -hmm. the better I feel about what we're doing. So yes, there's some overwhelm to it when you start trying to go, okay, what are the situations I'm not actively thinking about that might might fit here as well and try to like go back Mm -hmm. to the inclusivity part to try to help people see themselves even in situations they haven't experienced yet um, or ever, um, while also trying to be clear and concise. And if you haven't been able to tell, I gave up on the clear and concise part about 300 episodes ago. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I went for nuance (laughs) and went, fuck, fuck short, clear and concise. This is just not happening. Um, But yeah, I, I see the world through our power exchange. I know the world Mm -hmm. cannot be easily labeled that way. I know that not everything can be linked back to it, but I feel like in all these conversations about talking about kink, I I feel and I understand myself more as a submissive. I understand where my passions lie as a content creator. Mm-hmm. I want to help people have better relationships. Sure. Power exchange being my total jam. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want people to, so there's a part of me and I know what this will never happen and I know it's impossible. I'm, I know it's not something to ever strive for, but if I could help people prevent some mistakes before they happen. I also think mm-hmm. that many of us learn from our mistakes. You have to make mistakes yeah. in order to learn and grow in many, many cases. But also some mistakes are so preventable. <laughs> yes. It's like yeah. you didn't really need that heartache, did you? Did mm-hmm. you? Like, did you have to go to, to come across the person with 85 red flags who also doesn't care about boundaries and consent? Like that's yeah. that's more dangerous yeah. than I would like people have to go through to learn something Mm -hmm. but also i've had to reckon with i cannot save everybody right you know you people have to be in a place to hear the thing being said to them from us or anybody it's not about us this is about anything you hear Mm -hmm. and sometimes people will will reject what you say now and then in a year they might hear it differently or from a different person and go oh everybody everybody learns in different ways. Yes. Everybody grows at different yes. speeds. Um, I I am a firm believer that 
as as who we are as individuals, um, sometimes things have to be experienced, and that's part of what m- makes us who we are. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because we are all impacted by the things we go through. Sure. Negatively, positively, in yeah. traumatic ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, another thing I've learned about talking about kink that I think I think people can learn it without having to do 300 fucking podcast episodes is all I'm saying. But I know I, this is how I've learned it. Is how much more in tune I am with my submissive self in ways I did not always think I was. So early episodes, we would often talk about not being in the mindset or me not being in a mindset or mm-hmm. the shift in the mindset or whatever, lots of mindset conversations. Um, and we don't, we acknowledge that, that, that can happen in yeah. you know different situations. But I find because we have the 24 seven, we work together, we talk about kink all the time, I don't have to be doing a kink thing, a submissive thing to feel submissive. I just am. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I can absolutely see moments in my behavior where I'm like, that was not my most submissive self, was it? (laughs) No, no, it was not. Um, (laughs) No. But I no longer ever that I can think of at all in recent, like, past two years i cannot think of a time when i've gone i'm not feeling very submissive on a consistent way or that something is not actively happening that was once happening and now i don't feel submissive and i know a lot of people go through that and i'm kind of hoping that maybe the more you immerse yourself in a community it doesn't have to be this one it could be any community Mm -hmm. you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. or thinking about yourself as a kinkster and power exchange and whatever and like the introspective work of whatever you got to do to be who you need to be then maybe that's that's not an uncommon thing. Like I just, it's a knowing of who I am and the actions I'm taking at a given moment don't automatically correlate to myself and who I am on the inside. Mm -hmm. Um, But also the, the opposite of that is I also find a lot of meaning as a submissive in things that weren't assigned to me by a dom, that aren't part of a routine, that mm-hmm. and yet did somebody have basically a temper tantrum in a a moment that was not good for either of us? It was, it was a very very hard moment, but the evening routine got just pushed to the side with no warning. Yes, somebody did have a temper tantrum. And it was funny because it was in that moment I went, I did not know how important that was to me. Cause mm-hmm. I just walk around going, I'm submissive. And I don't actually, I'm not, that's not my internal narrative. If I have to think about who I am, mm-hmm. it's just there. Um, but when the activities <laughs> were just abruptly mm-hmm. for reasons that we will not go into here, uh, pushed to the side, I absolutely had um a strong reaction yes yes so the last is there anything else you want to say about learning to talk about kink okay or learning that with y'all know what i mean i hope god i hope somebody does final (laughs) one what we've learned about each other and our relationship Ooh, i have some thoughts i have some definite thoughts Mm -hmm. no i mean some of it all correlates with things we already said but i mean i've I've always known um, what a strong person you are, but I 
I have come to learn over time um, how determined you are. I mean, to the detriment of all else sometimes. Well, our strengths are, are, are <laughs> our, our weaknesses. weaknesses. Yes. Ooh, excuse me, folks. Um, but yeah, you have this, this determination that when you set your mind on something, you find a way to make it work. Even as I question my sanity, as I am finding that way to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I this may sound odd, but it's not the big ways that we express our power exchange, mm -hmm. but the subtle things that we do mm -hmm. are what speak volume. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's not the um, big splashy scenes in the, in, in, in the clothes, you know, in the, 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 the leather or the kilt or, you know, whatever it be. Mm -hmm. it's, it's those little quiet moments. Mm-hmm. That seemed like the most subtle. Nobody else would clock. At no one else would clock, and and those are the biggest. Mm -hmm. They tend to be the the most important, ultimately, to mm -hmm. like the long term health and strength of our power exchange. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I am finding. I need to explore this either on my own or through my writing or something. I'm finding that the things I'm yearning for or wishing for, even in small doses mm -hmm. are shifting. And so there is part of me that is wanting to have the big splashy scene, the sexy clothes, the, mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. of that more outward stuff. I don't need it. Yeah, I certainly don't need it to know who we are in this relationship, right. to know who I am within my own kink identity. Um, but, there maybe that's that's the freedom of that. I don't need it, so I can want it again. Mm -hmm. um, so there, yeah, I I get that. One of the things I'm learning, a couple things, many things, many things I'm learning about this relationship. One, that I am safe with you. Like I knew that. Like we couldn't have been in a relationship and moved in together and moved across the state and got married if I hadn't known that. Right. But I am safe with you in the way that you will support me in what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. You will. Tell me when you think I'm wrong, but you will listen when I go, I disagree with you and here's why. Um, at some of my worst moments that thank God they were not caught on camera, you're still there. Like you might be mad at me. You might need to leave a room and be like, we cannot have a conversation right now. But you're still there. You're still, mm -hmm. you're still always daddy. You're still, even when you're not doing the quote obvious things of a daddy dom and what that even means doesn't even make sense it's a meaningless statement but things that to me i go oh that's what a daddy does like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. like it's always just there and part of it i think has been that over all these episodes we have gotten very granular and very so nuanced that like there was no big picture <laughs> we were looking at the atom of yeah. a molecule, mm -hmm. is that how science works? Mm -hmm. I don't know, of the topic. And knowing where you stand on those things, knowing how I think about those things, it just, for me, it, it feels like the 
the thing that connects us is not this little tenuous string. It's not even like a thick cable. It's like a column from like my chest to your chest. And that does not sound healthy. I know um, we've worked very hard to make it not a codependent situation <laughs> in a negative, unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I've learned that how I've done it has never been right. Cause I tend to blow up and have big reactions, but then I am safe to go. You're wrong. Yeah. You are so wrong. That mm-hmm. was a thing that mm-hmm. had to, that recent, recent. And I did, nobody would have called me submissive. You probably weren't calling me submissive in the moment. I wasn't. But that it didn't make me less of a of your submissive. No, it was that thing we talked about last week or week before with that fluid motion and that mm-hmm. fluid movement between this is the thing I need as a human and this is the thing I need as your submissive, which is yeah. a part of my identity. But there are other parts to that mm-hmm. identity, and to know that <laughs> even in our worst moments, we'll get through it. We'll yeah. we will use all the principles that we talk about now the one thing that all these damn episodes have has reminded me of is i'm hyper aware of when we are not following our own kink values yeah. when we are not communicating well mm-hmm. when we are not finding points of connection when somebody's not being vulnerable or somebody is you know whatever whatever like pick a thing we've talked about because we've talked about it publicly and in hopefully a semi-helpful way when we're not doing it like i hold us to a high, the highest standard i will never hold another yeah couple to or another kinkster to like i just would never do that to anybody else but i will do it to us and i will sort of demand from both of us that we practice what we preach and i think it has made for a it makes for tension it makes for arguments but Mm -hmm. i think ultimately Mm -hmm. when we are able to see eye to eye which eventually is all of the time eventually we get there um it does make us stronger Mm -hmm. now as somebody who has absolutely put her tits, her vulva, and your dick on the internet, <laughs> you would think I have no boundaries with what I'm willing to share. <laughs> I do. I have boundaries. And that is yeah. another thing that I have learned, that we can use things that we have gone through as illustrative points to right. go, here's what we learned, here's what we, mm-hmm. here's where we've been, mm-hmm. without telling every everything about detail our of what life. we go through. Like we recently went through a big fight. You were triggered in anger and I was I had a childhood trauma trigger and yeah. it was a bad, bad moment. Will that become an episode? Hell no. No. Doesn't need to be. That gets to be hours and a thing. But mm-hmm. will I talk about it in general terms to go, we've gone through this hard thing and these are the ways that we yeah. dealt with it if that is helpful to anybody else going through a hard mm-hmm. similar hard thing yeah yes, you know I will do that. we 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 talk about boundaries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in 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 many of our things and you know as much as we do share on the podcast you know there is a part of our life that we do keep absolutely to ourselves that and is is for us yes Yes. Um, Speaking along those lines, this goes, I'm sorry, go ahead. And, you know, one thing I have to say for myself throughout this, this journey that we've been on with, with this podcast, it has certainly helped me 
grow both as a dominant mm -hmm. and a person. Mm -hmm. I think so too. For myself, I mean, mm -hmm. I think so too. I think so too. I um, I realized that maybe our boundaries for our relationship and what we share, us as individuals, our boundaries are good. Mm -hmm. What we share <laughs> on the internet, <laughs> yeah, we're not as good as they could have been the day. I, and this has been a couple years. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what the argument was about. There was an argument. They're very infrequent. You would think I would remember them all, but no. Uh, <laughs> you came to me and said, I don't want this to be a topic for an episode. And my immediate reaction was, hell no, this isn't going to be a topic. I don't know. We're not going to do this. Yeah. And that's when I realized, though, that I had made so much of our relationship a potential topic that there was no clear line for mm -hmm. you to know automatically without having to. It wasn't a matter of double checking. Wait, we're not going to talk about this, right? It was more of a please don't do this because I had done not with a specific argument or a specific situation, but we had done so many things that were like straight out of, guess what we talked about yesterday is a yeah. topic today. And we still do and we that. Still do that. Absolutely. Yeah. But there, the one thing I'll say is what we did not do <laughs> is talk about it and set the boundary in place. True. What, which is not what I would recommend. I would recommend just having the fucking conversation. But also, and I think that applies to anybody. Like, are you going to talk about that thing at the munch? Are you going to share that thing online about your dynamic or your partner? Mm -hmm. And I think that absolutely people get to have boundaries. of so please don't share that thing online right. about me, about us. I don't, you know. And I had never had to deal with that before because you met me as I was sex blogging and I was putting right. it all the fuck out there. Um, at least about my sex life and my internal thoughts. Like, I, didn't, I never shared the kids' names, I never shared their no. faces. Like that had clear boundaries. But when it came to like relationship stuff, it definitely did not seem like I had boundaries. And to a certain extent, I'm not sure I did. And I was okay with it, I was comfortable with that for mm -hmm. up to a certain point. But now we have had enough times where a thing happened and we did not immediately turn it into an episode that yeah. we kind of understand where the boundary lines are, even though we have not talked about that like we should. Mm -hmm. But what we'll do is a check-in. Like, we're not going to talk about right. this, right? Okay, we're not going to talk about this. We like, like I did, we will mention it on some level, but we're not getting into the weeds of what I said and what he said and who was wrong. Like, whoa, no, 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 no. And there are certain moments of sort of, grief and pain that we don't we either don't talk about right away or we just mm -hmm. don't really talk about like what you went through with your sister we talked about it we talked about it enough so people kind of understood but we did not go into the details oh no but did i rant when a family member literally kicked us off his property yeah the fuck i yeah. did uh, but you know what i'm, I'm done to, i'm don't go back to that, that 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 strife has stopped and not stopped at the same time. I have not been to my mother's house since 2019, if that tells you anything. So it's still ongoing, but I'm not gonna talk about it again. Yeah. Like what's there to say? Um, unless I, something, I want to share something that helps, I think will help somebody else. I wanna go back to something that um, <laughs> I meant to point out in the, uh, what we've learned about talking about kink and having an episode and maybe mm -hmm. it's, I have no desire, nor will I. And this is the boundaries thing as well. Mm. I'm not going to be somebody's BDSM Google. Sometimes that question somebody has about BDSM, Google. There's enough decent information. I, mm. I know they're not going to mm -hmm. get just the porn options. <laughs> they're going to get an yeah. actual answer. Um, 
No, that's a boundary I've had to learn in talking about kink Mm -hmm. and a boundary that helps keep you and I grounded. Because when I spend all of my time answering even the questions that make me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to answer, and a few have come in recently and I'm like, I, I, I have this sense of guilt if I say that I answer emails, and I do, on my mm-hmm. own time, or DMs or whatever. But also this question makes me super uncomfortable. This makes me super uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, it took me a long time to learn, I don't have to fucking answer that question. I'm not being paid to answer that question. Mm-hmm. I'm not somebody's kinky mama to <laughs> tell them what they need to, like, no. And then of course there's the, can, my favorite, I'm new to BDSM, can you tell me about it? Oh. Uh, here's the first episode. Oh. <laughs> the website is lovingbdsm.net. Have a good time. I mean, yeah. So I've had to I've had to get better at that um, because I want to help people. Like we would right. not be doing this if I did not think that maybe something we say or something we talk about could be helpful to others. But I have I have absolutely had to learn. I don't have to be somebody's yeah. BDSM Google. I and, do not. And you know, I get so many messages and many of them are on FetLife. Where and, and they, boundaries and they, go to die. And, and and they start out, I sent this to you because I know Kayla doesn't always <laughs> get on FetLife. Sometimes it takes me six to eight weeks, but I do get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's w- wonderful and and it is heartwarming hearing from folks that, you know, we're grateful for what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, the the things you've talked about has have helped us, you know, work through things. It's helped us grow and, mm-hmm. and you know, that is that is wonderful, wonderful to hear. I'll say this. I don't expect people to randomly message me with how great they think we are. There's yeah. never no you don't have to do that. But also on some of my hardest days, seeing a message like that, it it's like, whoo, thank you. Cause yeah. now I can keep going. Especially there are times we have finished an episode and something about it, either I was just feeling off or maybe we didn't feel like we had our arms around the topic in the way we would like to, mm-hmm. or something got said that was the thing. I was like, that's the thing. Somebody's gonna come out of the woodwork to tell me I suck because that's the thing. And I just don't want confrontation or conflict, even if I am you know, happy to stand by some of the things I say, as y'all well know. Uh, most of the things I say, all the things, I don't know. Um, and we'll walk away from an episode and I'm like, oh my God, I think that was kind of crap. What the fuck did we, even, I don't even know what I said. Yeah. Which is why I obsessively, watch, when I'm putting um, timestamps in the YouTube video versions of, of these mm-hmm. episodes, I obsessively watch because I'm like, did I make a damn fool out of myself on the internet? Um, and we have walked away feeling kind of off. Like we didn't do a good job this week. Yeah. And you know what, here's the thing, 350 plus pieces of audio content alone. Let us not even talk about the blog. Let us not even talk about the other videos we make. Just that amount of pieces of content alone, they're not all gonna be good. I would even say half of them, not that great, okay? Could do it better if we felt like it, we don't. Um, But that's okay, because I don't need every single thing we say to be riveting or Mm life-changing to maybe help somebody. But on those times when it's like, whoo, was that a good one? I'm I'm nervous, I'm worried. When I get a message of somebody who's like, 
this was helpful. Thank you. I was able to have this yeah. conversation. I was able to experience this thing. I was able to get out of this bad relationship. Like I, you know, you told me things that nobody else was telling me and I needed to hear them at this mm -hmm. moment in this time. I'm like, okay, I can record for fucking ever now. Let's go. Did yeah. I sound like a dumbass <laughs> an hour ago? Probably, mm -hmm. but let's go do it again. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't keep doing this if we were not feeling good about it yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. we, uh, we have rambled on this. I don't know how interesting this was to anybody. Yeah. It was interesting to me. I wanted to have this conversation. Oh. I ha I'm a, I'm a recovering people pleaser <laughs> and there's all kinds of issues. And it, oh, last week's argument brought all that to the forefront, but, um, I know that I don't have to produce things that make other people happy. I can make the things I want to make. Mm -hmm. But I also am of the firm belief that if you're going to present something as information for others to consume, it should be helpful. Like it should either and be entertaining and or helpful. And I figure yeah. on the weeks we're not that helpful, hopefully we're entertaining. I also know mm -hmm. we're not everybody's cup of tea. There are people mm -hmm. who are like, I cannot handle the rambling. I cannot handle your ums and uhs. I can't. Okay, there are much more polished podcasts out there and videos and I am in awe of them and I watch those videos and I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. I would love that production quality. But I wanna have these conversations too. And I yeah. love that in all of these episodes, especially once you were actually on board with me and we were doing them together, I really believe they in immediately became infinitely better, even better when we finally got you a microphone uh, so people could hear you. Um, but. I feel like they made us better individually mm -hmm. and together because these are not conversations we sit around the dinner table having. Like I'm not no. going, tell me what makes you feel, I keep going back to the vulnerability episode. Let me tell you why. It's cause I've been listening to a lot of Brene Brown recently. <laughs> so it's just on my mind. But like, I don't sit around and go, tell me about this thing and how it, it these are not, our day-to-day -day life, we're just trying to get through and pay mm -hmm. the mortgage and raise kids who aren't awful. And they are wonderful, by the way. And, you know, just get through life like everybody else. But right. we have the luxury, the privilege, the benefit of, we try to have these conversations to help y'all. And in the process, I think we're better for it as individuals and in, so. in our relationship. I'll let others decide if we've become better at this over time. <laughs> I'll say this, the more you learn a thing and the more you do a thing, the more you realize how shitty you are at that thing. And my biggest yeah. source of, uh, I feel bad about myself is when I'm like, that totally could have been better. If we just had this better thing or did this better. But then I'm like, but I just wanna, I wanna do what I like about it. And the yeah. other, the rest hopefully will come in time. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at. 300 episodes and you have your own damn mic. There you go. <laughs> That's the improvement. And sometimes I stop talking long enough for you to get a word in edgewise. I know. Gross. Okay, y'all have witnessed my growth over <laughs> all this time. Okay, this has been longer than I thought, yeah. it, thought it would be. Yep. Uh, and we, we are gonna do a bonus section. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll stop talking about our 300 fucking episodes now. Yeah. But we are proud of it. So just so you we know. Are. And we're, we're mm -hmm. here for however many more. 300 yeah. or more than that. I don't know. So. Okay. So are we good? I don't know. Keep, Keep it kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week.
Yes, baby girl. Can I continue talking to the crickets, please? <laughs> what, your throat's not hoarse? It is a little bit, but I didn't really rant in this. That's true, you didn't. No, you didn't. I tried to keep it kind of calm. Yeah. I'm not, I'll let others decide, but. Go ahead, you can talk Thank to the crickets, girl. Oh, I wish I could remember. I never remember what episode we started doing the bonus section. I think we were in the 50s or 60s. I think it came from a direct, I've said this before, but for anybody who's new, um, it came from direct feedback from a listener. Yeah. Because they could not keep up with all of my asides and all mm-hmm. my thought tangents. I still have thought tangents, but I, they circle back to the topic at hand most of the time. So I was like, huh, okay. So yeah, bonus section. Mm-hmm. It's not bonus material. It's just yeah. us bullshitting. But for folks who like that about us, here you go. It's bonus. It's bonus content. So what is going on? Um, my gynecologist said I can stick things in my vagina again. Thank you very much. <laughs> and there goes the monetization. <laughs> I waited an hour and a half on YouTube before mentioning my vagina. Okay. Actually, that's not true. I did talk about how there are pictures of my vagina on the internet. Mm-hmm. Or vulva, actually. No, no, vagina. This is an hour and a half to get to the word vagina. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yes, I have been cleared yep. from my surgery. Um, everything she said, everything looks like it's healing normal. Yeah, and they were so funny. They're like, so are you, how are you feeling? And they went down this, cause there was a, um, med student in with the doctor as well. They went down this list of questions and I was like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. And they're just looking at me. They're like, no complications. I was like, do you want them? fine in terms of pain i've been fine since right before the four-week mark energy and yeah i feel like i'm back to where i was my energy was a little too low i need to work on that that's ongoing whatever whatever um but i was like yeah I'm, i'm fine i'm fine fine can you just give me clearance can you and then we were able to crack jokes about how because of course i'm not going my daddy dom i'm like my husband last week's appointment got canceled um we were recorded the day before what that appointment would have been so you know on thursday i get a call that morning oh doctor had to cancel shit found out she had laryngitis she was couldn't talk for two days she was like i felt fine but i couldn't speak to anybody i'm like well that's an issue so i was joking and of course you know, language of non-kink. I was like, well, my husband was a little disappointed when last week, we were understanding, but yeah. it was a little disappointing. She, she goes, the husbands usually care about this appointment a lot. And I was like, <laughs> I bet. Um, I said, well, I kind of care about it too. You know, I'm mm, like, libido's peeking her head out. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> so she was like, well, give your husband the good news. I was like, okay. But then she was like, but start slow. Start, start. Go, go easy on it down there. It's like, don't, you don't have to worry about shit. Mm-hmm. We, we will do that. Um, so that was nice. And you know way more about my vagina than you probably ever wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, I do forget that not everybody else talks about their sex life on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I started in terms of what I do as Kayla Lords and what I put out for consumption. Mm-hmm. And so I can mostly comfortably slip back into it. And I forget that that is not everybody's experience. Um, so yeah, that went well. Um, the kids are good. The mm-hmm. oldest is at a band competition today. I sent him the text. It was like, I love you. You're gonna be great. Good luck. You're already amazing. Like, don't care what those fucking judges say, but they're a good band in general, like objectively good. Yeah. Not just like through mom and dad eyes good. They're mm-hmm. objectively mm-hmm. good. Um, so that's going on. Yeah. Uh, the dog is the dog. Yeah. The cats are the cats. Well, 
which Onyx Onyx did a, a very peculiar thing last week. Mm-hmm. Um, on our mantle in the living room, mm-hmm. we have for those of you who've been along for the ride with us and remember Saki. Um, oh, we God, yeah, we have this. we have a picture of Saki framed up on the mantle, and we kept two of his little stuffies. Yeah, he was not a dog who loved toys, and he, so he had two that he loved. He, he had two that he really, really loved, and he was not a big dog, so these are fairly small, yeah. you know, uh, stuffies little, that... Our little man, Saki. I know, I know. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> yeah. And, and we had saved them and put them in a place... They, they the, were together with the picture up on the mantle. Um, Onyx has found her way on the mantle. Yes, she's a lot braver than she once was. Right. And the other, I forget what, what day it was. It was last week or Saturday or something. And I'm sitting there in the living room and I, I look up on the mantle the stuffies are gone. Mm-hmm. His picture's there. Or, or actually, no. One of the, the one tiniest stuffy had been knocked down mm-hmm. and was on, on the floor. And I picked it up and put it back. I think it was like an hour later, they were both gone. Gone, gone. Yeah. And I had heard Onyx doing this strange little meow through the house and you saw her she was actually carrying <laughs> one of the stuffies through the house and and doing this this little meow like, like it she was, was one of her kittens yeah as far as i know she's never had kittens but that right? was her kitten for a minute there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was in the wrong place and and she hid them she did it took a while <laughs> she, to find them it, it took a while to find them um did find them and and put them in a safe place where she can't get to them anymore. And she is now but, happier for it. But it was hilarious. And and she has now started using that spot where the stuffies were as a perch to go up there and, and she's like a gargoyle. She just she, does. she just sits shock still and just stares. Ella sits at the sometimes at the other end of the mantle mm-hmm. and she looks legit like a gargoyle. Like her paws oh will be over the edge of the yeah. mantle and she'll like sit in a funky way and she'll have like her resting bitch face on and i'm like oh my god yeah they yeah. they look like statues mm-hmm. they look like pissed off statues yeah <laughs> yeah it, it 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 was so funny it was so funny so yeah that that's kind of the uh mm-hmm. onyx story at the at the moment but uh yeah, it's been good. I, I fell down a rabbit hole over the weekend. Oh, I was thinking about the rabbit hole from this week. Well, of the seven hour well, rabbit that, hole. Yeah, that, that, that one. It started this over the weekend, Did Sunday. It? Okay. Um I I knew about the um the Beatles documentary Get Back. Mm-hmm. And I I I knew about it and I kind of just put it off to the side. And then I started seeing things popping up in my Insta feed oh, about it. Oh, okay. And, and I finally decided, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll sit down and watch. I did not realize it was three parts and how long the three parts were. Parts one and three were two hours. Part two was three hours. Yeah. It was interesting. I got, there were times I got a little and, bored, but it was good. And, and yeah, it was. I, you know, 
for something that long, and, and I spaced it out over several days. Yeah, I started the, Sunday, and, we, and finished last night. we finished last night. But, you know, as someone who came of age at the kind of the at, at that point in time when all that was occurring, mm-hmm. it was fascinating to watch. And and it, it was it was just good to see. And, you know, it was the good and and the bad and 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 everything in between. And it was it was and I psychoanalyzed the Beatles the entire yes, time based on the documentary because it was footage that was filmed while they were making that album. Mm-hmm. And in the very first uh, part, it's crosses several days of like this 22 day process or whatever mm-hmm. of making this album. They put themselves in a bad environment where they were not gelling at all. And they were basically in a pressure cooker where they just ramped up the stress and they ramped up the pressure. And then they were like, but why aren't we producing and why are we mad at one another? And uh, I was like, oh, is I'm to me in my amateur psychoanalysis, I'm like, their breakup was probably inevitable, but man, Mm -hmm. did they speed this process up by making this album? As I watched, and I was watching body language and the way they were talking to one another, and then when they changed locations in part, I think two, um, and they started recording and working on their music in a different location the v- and had to when, s- when they moved into the Apple studio. Yeah, their vibe changed completely. And I went, oh, OK, so, you know, may- maybe whatever. But the thing I learned from watching or mostly watching and sometimes there's just background noise for me, this very long documentary <laughs> was that the Beatles music I most rec- immediately recognize and yeah. like the most was from their their last album. And I had no, I don't have a yeah. clue. I just know I like certain songs and okay. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I, I could tell in the writing process. I was like, I know that song. Oh, that's the wrong lyric. And I was like, oh, that's because they're workshopping they're, the lyrics they're workshopping right now. They're workshopping the lyrics, yeah. So it was interesting. We also started watching and we the documentary took precedence at a certain point. We started watching Gilded Age on HBO Max. Yes. Is so good. I really mm-hmm. like it. I think the newest episode is out. Should be out now. So yeah. we can watch that. We finished watching the um, season one of uh, a Netflix show, Fate, the Winx Legacy Saga. 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 Winx Saga. And then immediately we were like, when is season two coming out? Because we had seen that it was coming out. Yeah. And hopefully in the next few months it'll be out, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, we were that's into been that. A good we show did a lot too. of TV watching. We we have. We, we've kind of um, been taking some downtime for that. Yeah. Recently. We need to. We need to. So, yeah. That's us. Mm-hmm. That's us doing our thing. We, uh, we're going to keep having weird rambling conversations with one another. I'm going to keep interrupting, but trying not to. <laughs> JB's going to keep forgetting that he's supposed to talk into the microphone. Uh, when I even remember to put the mic in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't I don't know where we're going with this or what yeah. if there's an end goal at all, but we're just going to keep Well, you know, it, it's, it's funny. I, I think about that too. Just, you know, a quick aside from, from everything. You know, this, this, everything started with a blog Mm -hmm. and then became a podcast Mm -hmm. and then a YouTube channel. And it's still a blog, a podcast and a YouTube channel. Thank you very much. So, so what, what is going to happen in the future? Will we be doing uh, VR? Hell no. Community? Hell no. I will. (laughs) No. Hell no. 
truly, and I've had this on my radar for years now, but things get on my radar and they just either stay there or they don't. Eventually, I want to I want to do in person stuff. Yeah, you know, obviously that's going to be easiest in the U.S. where we're located, and maybe mm-hmm. we'll like try to let uh, our plague become less pandemic and more endemic. Uh, just you know, it's, little it's things. getting there. It's getting there. also money and resources and time, yeah, and raising well, children, is, and all the things too. that get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, like I. You know, we've gotten people who said you should teach an online course, and I'm like, well, what do you want me to talk about? Because uh, yeah, what what would be important to you? Right, and also I don't have the bandwidth to create that. Although I recognize that that could be helpful, but mm-hmm. also if I'm doing that, then I'm giving up doing something else, and it's like, okay, well, what am I going to give up to do that? And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess one of the things I've learned at the very end when everybody's ready to go now and I'm still talking as usual <laughs> is that I I want to create the content that I care about. Like we get asked all the time, can't you do an interview? Can't you? No, I, people do interviews and God love them, let them do it. Mm-hmm. People do interviews better than I could ever do them. Um, I, I can't think of the podcast right now, but there's there's one that that's all they do. They off interview. the cuffs, I think. Well, no, they don't. No. I think they well, do. They, they don't do they do. just interviews, but they do a lot of interviews. Yeah. That's who I'm But there is of. another one that's all, all that they, they do. are. Sure. They, and there they are, talk to various king, there are kinksters. Several podcasts, that's what they do. And then there are podcasts mm-hmm. who do a mix. And please, please go listen to those folks. Mm-hmm. We are going to have weird, sloppy conversations about relationships with one another just to figure ourselves out. Kinky cast, I think that one is. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like... Uh, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to do that. There, there's so many voices out there, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, which is wonderful, you know, mm-hmm. from, and please correct me because I, you know how I am with names, um, Kink Pink. Pink Kink. Pink, Pink Kink. kink. Sorry, Rara. Sorry. Sorry, Dara. Um, sorry. We love y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said up front I'm terrible with names. I know. And then there's... Um, Geeks, kinks, and freaks, mm-hmm. which I probably got wrong. I, I'm sorry. There's off the cuffs. Off there's the kinky cuffs, cast. There's, there's, there's all kinds. There, there's Mr. Christopher and, you know. Yeah, for sure. There, so, Yeah, we're not and, in competition and, with anybody. No, and, and everybody has their own unique voice and, mm-hmm. and stories. And, you know, it, it's great. It's wonderful to mm-hmm. see what's out there for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I just got to keep doing what. Yeah. feels right for us. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. So yeah, that's 300 episodes. Mm-hmm. We need to stop. Yeah, we do. Because I got stuff to do and then I got to go and I gotta do get, stuff. And I got to do some other then work And you got to do stuff and there's stuff. And then we're yeah. doing more stuff after that. And then after that, guess what we're doing? Stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and also my chair is too close to the bookcase and I can't lean all the way back. Mm-hmm. We're going to okay. go. Thanks for being anyway. here to the end. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Thanks everybody. for listening thanks to for all three hundred. Some of the three hundred being with us on on this crazy journey we're on that we don't know where it's going, but we know where we've been. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll figure out where we're going along the way. Yep, yep, yep. Um. So. No. Yeah. Take care, y'all. Mm-hmm. Have a good one, mm-hmm. and we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.